Hello, everyone. How are we doing out there? I hope you are all safe and well. I want to give a shout out to our men and women in uniform and our first responders. We really appreciate the work that you're doing out there. Stay safe and stay well. So, after the accident, Paul Paul was always at home, and I was always around the house to help out. I would help him with his daily routine, even his rehabilitation exercises. And yes, Paul Paul became my new best friend. He would tell stories of the war that he was in, and even of uh, some, some of the fellows that uh, had a rough time. He told of one guy that, that went over the deep end and started collecting ears. He had a lot of photos. Photos of uh, women with babies breastfeeding them. That was very interesting. Some of them were wearing what looked like to be grass skirts. And he had a large coin collection. And he enjoyed silver dollars. His, his silver dollar collection was the majority of his coin collection. He liked those the most because of the size and the weight of the silver dollar. Over the years, I, I guess they lost a certain amount of uh, a weight, and he called them cheap. <laughs> oh, he also showed me his, uh, his war medals. He didn't talk much about those. He put those back in the, in the coin collection. I also took note that this was probably the first time that Pawpaw's talked about his war experiences to anyone outside of his fellows at the lodge or the guys in the Wanderers Club. Pawpaw talked a lot about the farm and he told some stories about what it was like growing up there as a 13 or 14 year old kid. I remember one story that he told where he said he had to he had to chase this one teenage boy home with a pitchfork. He told me if he would have caught him, he'd have killed him. <laughs> I never asked what happened or why. Some things you just don't want to know the details. But probably the only time that I could validate his veracity for revenge was about a year prior to him being in the wheelchair. Granny and Pawpaw took me to my first Kentucky Derby race at Churchill Downs. I believe, I believe Spectacular Bid was the winner that year. Pawpaw bought me my first mint julep. That was my first cocktail. <laughs> we had on matching straw hats, and we were sitting in the infield. When we came back from the concession stand, Granny looked at me and asked, Is that a drink? <laughs> well, I didn't answer, and she didn't ask again, so I kept drinking. <laughs> when, anyway, when the derby was over, we were going back to the camper, and there was a crowd getting out of the infield to going towards the, the parking lot. 
And some guy decided to pickpocket my pawpaw. Well, Papa always told me to be aware of my surroundings and never get distracted by any one thing while out in public. He also told me, you only lock your doors to keep your friends honest because a thief will break in. <laughs> he always had old proverbs to depart wisdom. Anyway, he knew right when it happened and who did it. I remember he told Granny, get the boy back to the camper. They took my wallet and I'm going to get it back. I was like, what just happened? So Granny and I rushed through the crowd to get back to the, to the camper. We weren't at the camper more than five minutes when Pawpaw arrived. Granny had already had her cigarette lit and she was about to say something. And she was in half puff when Papa opened up the door to the driver's side of, of the camper and reached in and pulled out a rag from underneath the driver's seat and wiped off what was apparently blood on one hand and his knife as well. Well, I looked at Granny. Granny looked at Papa, and neither one of us said a word. She was still in half puff. <laughs> Pawpaw started the camper, and we left the parking lot headed for home. A few minutes after we left the parking lot, Pawpaw put his wallet on the dashboard and said, They took my cash, but I got my wallet back. And Granny noticed that Pawpaw wasn't hurt. Wow. Anyway, when we got back home, the following weekend, Pawpaw affixed to the basement wall the felt pennant from that year's visit to the Kentucky Derby. See, my grandparents went every year, and the basement wall was covered like wallpaper with years of their annual visits to the Kentucky Derby of felt pennants. Little did I know this would be the last visit to the Kentucky Derby. Well, back to the farm, and Pawpaw's war stories. One time, Pawpaw took me to the family cemetery that's on the farm, and he showed me all the gravestones of Moody's and all of the war memorial grave markers. As we walked through the, the cemetery, he said, there's been a Moody in every war, even the Spanish-American War. And he stopped and he turned around and looked at me. And well, I looked at him and I looked down at his feet and I saw the grave marker of a moody relative from the Spanish-American War. Wow. I remember one day while helping Pawpaw with his uh, daily rehabilitation exercises, our conversation turned to what am I going to do with my life? He told me about the Wanderers Club and its purpose and how and why it was started. The business owners, professors, and doctors. I knew them all. And we talked about college, the future. Well, I hadn't thought about it much past summer vacation at this point in time. But now the seed was planted 
and the tables on questioning had turned. I started asking questions. I had no idea that Granny was in on our talks until one morning. Granny said to me, Your papa and I, we've been thinking. I thought to myself, uh-oh, Granny's got that look again. And then I thought to myself, please let me get a bowl of cereal first. <laughs> so she continued, we're getting old and may not be here too long. Well, that goes my appetite for breakfast. <laughs> this is now a serious conversation. So she continued saying that, she said, your papa had some good VA benefits that he would like you to take advantage of. And I thought to myself, well, what does that mean? I, again, I was only 13 years old. So she said, so she asked me, how do you feel about us adopting you? Well, I don't know how I felt about that. You're, you're my grandparents. I, we're already family. What, what next? <laughs> So, needless to say, this conversation did not go over too well with mom. <laughs> A few weeks passed by, and the next thing I knew, we were having company over for the evening. Now, a fairly large Caucasian man with what looked like a portable folding fouling cabinet showed up at the house. My first thought was this was another insurance salesman because I just met a miss a, a woman by the name of Miss Rose and the one thing that I remember about her was she asked me about parachuting. Well, <laughs> I thought that was odd. Uh not anytime soon, I told her. <laughs> well, back to this man. This man was very gentle in manner and very caring towards my grandparents. So when my grandfather turned around in his wheelchair and said to me, Tracy, this is Mr. Haight. I immediately thought to myself, what an oxymoron to be so compassionate and have that as a last name. I honestly didn't think too much further about it until Pawpaw turned to me again and said, Remember this, Tracy. Well, he showed me a long document. At the top of the paper were words that read, The Will. And he handed the document back to the gentleman. Well, I was more distracted by my Pawpaw's words. Remember this, Tracy. What? The first time I'd ever heard those words was when I met the tall, shiny silver figure. I was three years old. He took me to heaven. He showed me the picture book. He flashed the pages at me and said, Remember this. Remember this. Remember this. Pawpaw sounded like the tall, shiny silver figure. Did they know each other? Have they ever met? Stay tuned.
Let's find out what happens in the next chapters.